Hello everybody, how you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perry Rizopoulos and welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today we're talking about spring cleaning. So here we are at springtime. I'm looking out my window, it's a beautiful day today in the morning, right? Let's take advantage of this to not only do some typical spring cleaning, which might be kind of moving clothes around or going and cleaning out a room in your home or something, I don't know. Whatever spring cleaning is for you, let's add something philosophical to it. Right. I think spring in general carries a lot of philosophical power to it, right? It's this time of rebirth. We have our great four conditions for a happy life. I think we talked about this with Camus, right? The first one of which is living life in the open air. I think there's a lot to unpack with that. Let's take it literally for a second. It's going to get nicer out. Go outside. Right. I think we've already talked a little bit about this. We're going to talk more about it for sure. But the power of just going for a walk even, right? So we have this opportunity now with spring. It's hopefully going to start... I live in New York, right? Start getting at least a little more consistently nice out. New York during these couple of months is like really confusing. One day it's super hot, the next day it's super cold. Either way, spring is here, right? It's this time of rebirth, this time when it's generally going to get nicer out. Here we are on a podcast, Shot of Philosophy, largely about philosophy as the art of living, as a way of life. How can we flourish? How can we pursue eudaimonia? These are all questions I think that spring for even just the fact that we can get outside more helps us answer, right? There's another great quote from Camus. I'm going to switch it up a little bit, right? But in the dead of winter, I realized that within me, there was an eternal summer. I like that a lot. I would also say we could think that there's an eternal spring, right? There's this constant opportunity for rebirth, right? Which is ultimately what I also think spring represents. So on that note, let's do some spring cleaning, right? A part of being, let's say, reborn, which is a big idea, which warrants episodes and episodes in and of itself, right? But this idea of spiritual transfiguration, spiritual transcension, right? Moving beyond our current selves, working on ourselves, caring for ourselves. All this, again, works with the podcast and works with Spring really nicely. So a question I want to pose to you all today that I think works with this really nicely is what can you get rid of? Right? And we're going to think of that in a physical sense, maybe, because I do think that could also be useful. Again, more of a classical approach, maybe, to spring cleaning. But for the sake of the podcast, let's also think about it in a spiritual sense, right? in a philosophical sense. So we're going to have a great section here in a second from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, where he's encouraging himself to, quote, like, strip things away. Right? I love this idea. It's something I've been telling myself recently, because I think we waste a lot of energy. Right, with the classical approach to spring cleaning, I think we might find that we're wasting physical space. Again, that's relevant, right? The same thing goes for the soul, I think. And the example I immediately, or one that comes to mind with me very quickly, is with lifting weights, right? It's something that comes up in philosophy. We talked about Seneca, right? Suggesting we lift weights to be healthy because it gets you tired quickly, right? Which I agree with. You can get a really great workout. We had an episode on this with just one kettlebell for like 15 minutes. You can really challenge yourself, right? And even with that, right? You're, you're stripping away the need for a gym, which strips away the need to drive to a gym, to pay for a gym, among other things. If you get one kettlebell and learn how to use it effectively, it's a great sort of minimalist approach to a healthy physical life. So even in that example, we get something that connects to this idea, right? Asking the question, what can I get rid of? Asking the questions also, or the question that we get from like Occam's razor, right? What's the simplest approach to this? Sort of a summarized, not great understanding of that principle, but it's, just, it's a similar thing. What's the simplest truth here, right? 
if I want to be healthy, well, do I need all this stuff or can I make it as minimal as possible and get a lot of great experiences with this thing and get a lot of great results with this thing? So my thought wasn't necessarily that one. That was kind of a thing that just came up now. But it's this idea of like someone who has to get really pumped up to do things in life, like to do stuff they do regularly. And I imagine someone at the gym doing that, like getting really pumped up to lift weights. And I get that sometimes that's helpful, right? But I don't think we should rely on that. Because it's essentially we're adding a thing to another thing, right? You could lift the weights without getting pumped up. And again, that's just one example. I think we can, at least for myself, I can think of other little habits and rituals I have, some of which are emotional, some of which are thinking, some of which are acting, where it's like these kind of like, I have to get ready for this stuff. This works really nicely with, I think, some, some, uh, some ideas we have from Seneca, right? The idea that, you know, are you getting ready to live or are you just kind of living? Camus too, I think as an absurdist would be like, yeah, you kind of just have to live life. Stop trying to make all this meaning out of it. Stop trying to be so conscious of everything. And I think a large part of that connects to what we're saying here. Like we're adding all these things to life. So maybe with Camus, it's like you're adding this unnecessary need to search for things and understand everything. Get rid of that. Just do the thing, right? And I, I think the guide for this might be with those four stoic virtues, right? Maybe put it through a quick lens, right? Is this thing a fair or just thing to do? Is this a wise thing to do? Is this a temperate thing to do? Is this a confident or courageous thing to do? All right, well, it seems like it's kind of a yes on all those, then just do it, right? So all this need to kind of like get prepared and get pumped up, right? There's a big difference between, let's say, planning and becoming ready or prepared. Maybe that's an interesting distinction to make here too. All this extra stuff, all this extra planning, get rid of it, right? Becoming prepared involves taking action, right? And I think to me, that's simple. Then we add all the stuff to it, right? So when we talk about spiritual spring cleaning, we're getting rid of the extra. So again, the, the pump up before you lift weights or the, the, the getting ready for these things or even something as simple for me as like getting rid of this illusion or no, I guess it could be illusion or delusion, both maybe. I need to have coffee before I do X, Y, or Z. I don't need to have coffee. Right? I, I have to strip away this, this sense of need because it's like, well, then if I don't get my coffee, I can't do No, just do the thing. Again, it's an additional thing. We're adding or I'm adding to that. I'm adding something to that perception. So what can you get rid of? And how can getting getting rid how could getting rid of these things help you grow as a person? So let's read from Marx a little bit here. He tells himself, this is book six, number 13. He says, latching onto things and piercing through them so we can see what they really are. So he's encouraging himself to do that. So connect to it, look through it. Right? That's what we need to do all the time, all through our lives when things lay claim to our trust to lay them bare and see how pointless they are, to strip away the legend that encrusts them. And I love that idea, right? So that legend can come from something external and we adopt it, we assimilate it, we accept it, and or it can come from something internal. So even this podcast, I can question it, right? Shot of philosophy in the description, right? Do I need to have the coffee when I do this? No, but I create a legend around coffee as this necessary thing. And at the heart of that is a fear 
that if I'm not energetic and if I'm not alert, I'm going to mess up. Then the fear behind that fear is if I mess up, there's something wrong with me. So even just by testing it, right, by test, by literally like not having coffee before I do this and or by messing up and then realizing that nothing really happens, I can strip away the, this, this false sense of trust and in so doing discover something important. That, that fear that doesn't just involve podcasting for me, it involves a lot of things in my life, um, is not real. It's not honest. And not only that, it's not helpful. So it's definitely not wise. It's definitely not helping me be more confident because I'm basing my confidence on the need for an external thing, which is the coffee. Right? It definitely leads to an imbalanced relationship with coffee, so it's not temperate. And it's not just because I'm kind of being unfair to myself. If I forget to make coffee one day, if I run out of coffee, and these things would never happen, but if, or if, I, if I forget the coffee, right, I can just, okay, take a deep breath or not even do that. I'm even right now, I'm unpacking my sort of my loyalty to this idea of coffee being important, right? Um, like, or that trust I have in it um, and be fine, right? And even if I'm not as great as I would have been, great in quotes, obviously, just saying that word or as good, whatever, um, things will be okay. Right, the, the sun will rise tomorrow, I'll get up and I'll try again, right? So just as an example, again, of how this might be helpful. And I'm, of course, using a ridiculous example just to illustrate the point, right? Marcus continues to write to himself about this by saying, pride is a master of deception. When you think you're occupied in the weightiest business, the heaviest, the most important, that's when he has you in his spell. His, in that case, being pride, right? I think that's also very interesting. Because once again, we build these things up in our minds, these perceptions. We attach meaning to things in ways, right, that doesn't help us or in ways that don't help us. So what meanings do you attach to things that you maybe want to get rid of in this spiritual spring cleaning, the spring cleaning for the soul? Maybe that conversation you need to have with your significant other isn't really that big a deal. You're building it up into one. And when you kind of strip away the legends, you strip away maybe your own fears, your own biases that aren't based in truth or injustice, you're like, yeah, it's just going to be a conversation. We're going to say words. We're going to hear each other. I know I'm going to be attentive and loving, and it'll be fine. We're adding a lot of stuff. The Stoics were really big on this. There's a lot of great – we'll get into this more in other episodes. There's a lot of great – comments from Pierre Hadot on this idea of the value judgments. Epictetus talks about this a lot too, I think very simply and powerfully as well. It's like we add all of these things. We add the connotation. We add the interpretation and then we act like we're not. Traffic is a bad thing. Not necessarily, but we make that interpretation and in Marcus's words here, we become loyal to it, and then we habituate it, and then we refuse to see something new. We refuse to open ourselves up to seeing something new. So what, again, can we do in terms of spiritual spring cleaning to get rid of some of our habituated ways of seeing things that aren't serving us? Break it down to its most simple thing. You're nervous about a task? Break the task down into smaller tasks. See them for what they truly are. Do it truthfully and it'll be helpful. So again, this might be the first episode among a few others. I think this is kind of a cool idea. Here we are in spring, right? Get rid of things, strip them away. Ask yourselves, what legends are you telling yourself? 
What are the things you take seriously? Are you taking them too seriously? And if in taking them seriously, you're feeling spiritually, mentally damaged by that, strip them down, right? Break them down to their smaller elements, break them down into what's true about them and see how maybe they're not that big a deal, right? Life is constantly changing. Marcus is huge on telling us that. If we get good at this, those changes become healthier for us. Those changes become easier for us because we're able to see that essentially what they are at their heart is change. He has a great quote in here, and I think this is very difficult to hear, and this is probably why he wrote it to himself. Again, for me with the meditations, I would like to argue that he's to an extent trying to convince himself of certain truths, right? But loss is nothing else than change. And some losses will be painful, and we have to grieve, and pain is a natural, and even at times I think a healthy part of life. We need to accept what's painful. But if we keep in mind that we can get good at dealing with changes, and that all loss and all gain, right? Even a gain implies a loss. Even gaining something amazing, something beautiful, we're losing something in the process. You get the dream job. Well, you're going to lose some time, right? Because you have to be at the job now. Just one example. So if we learn how to just accept things and we learn how to, again, strip away the extra stuff, we can get down to the truth more easily. And I also think this is kind of good fuel or inspiration for optimism. Because as I just said, even the gains in life come with losses. We can acknowledge them and learn how to focus on what is good for us, learn to focus on what is good for others. So hope this is helpful. Let's do some spiritual spring cleaning. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.